the story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. The story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. They couldn't score and fell flat. And the 40 shots on goal was 40 shots on goal was a little deceiving. Yeah. And even though they had some really good opportunities, surprisingly, they need to play with that intensity. If those last three, four minutes, the Rangers sometimes don't play at their best level against lower-tier teams. Here's Johnny! Nope, this is Ranger Proud, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud, here on the Bleed Blue Show. What's going on, everybody? The Rink Podcast with Ranger Proud. RP, are you out there? Yes? Nope, baby. Can y'all hear me out there? Uh, we'll try somebody else real quick. Let's see if we get RP on. Uh, let's see. Glenn, let's see if you can hear me out there. Glenn, are you out there? Glenn is here. How are you tonight, Steve? I am well, bro. I'm all right, man. You know, uh, I just want to make sure because we had technical difficulties 24 hours ago. So uh, maybe, you know, maybe we get RP back on and get everybody uh, get, really get to the dissection of the uh, the 2023-24 NHL season underway. Lots to discuss. Uh, our squad, of course, first and foremost, we're going to break this down. And then the last half of this episode, the last, I don't know, 40 minutes, the rest of the league of the games from last night and tonight, and then season predictions. Uh, let's see. RP, once, one, one more time. RP, are you out there? If he's not, we'll, we'll try to get back on. We, we can't hear you out if you're out there. If he's not, Okay. Okay, so let's see. Let's let's get Jess on. Jess, oh, there goes RP. RP, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Okay, we had a little technical difficulty. What's up, man? Yeah, we had a 24-hour hang-up. Uh, sorry about that. But how are you doing, man? How's everything? Everything's good. We're hanging in there. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Getting ready let's for some coffee. Yeah, man, I got a lot of questions for you. I'm pretty sure everybody has questions. We got uh, Glenn with us. We got Jess with us. We got Scott with us. What uh, What's up, Jess? How you doing? KGUR. How you doing, sis? How's everything? Hello? Jess, Jessica. Going once, yeah, going twice. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. No, maybe. All right. Let's get uh, Scott on. Scott, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? How's everything? Yes, good evening, everyone. Uh, in case anyone didn't see it, uh, Connor Bedard is on the board. He got his first goal a couple minutes ago. Uh, yeah, he said. did. Uh, it went up one nothing in, in the game versus Boston. I think Boston tied it up. And then also in the uh, Ottawa game, uh, Joseph had a goal to get off to a one nothing lead. And then Montreal in their game, as of right now, I had a um, one nothing lead off of a breakaway goal uh, as well. Now, yes, we're fast in that Carolina game. I actually had a penalty shot, but he didn't convert. So that's all we had through the first three games at 7 o'clock. But let, we're here to talk Blue Shirts RP. Man, let's talk about it. But RP, I think the first thing I want to start with you, or you can lead the conversation, is we did not see this coming. We didn't, we didn't even really see it coming, per se, with Colin Stevenson from Newsday when he joined us. Of, uh, with Cooley making the roster. So let's talk about that and how things are shuffled and that awesome, you know, the elephant in the room, Lafreniere. So your thoughts, RP, and then lead the conversation. I have a lot of car, uh, Ranger 
questions for you and then as well as everybody else. No, I think it's great that Cooley made the team. He earned it. He had an incredible camp. He played some solid preseason games. Laviolette was a big fan of his early. He said he played hard in practice. And, you know, he did what everyone didn't think would happen. He found a way to work himself into an already set lineup. So congrats to him. I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what he can bring. I mean, it looks like he's going to start on the third line, um, which is where he should start. And uh, Lafreniere will start at right wing on the second line. And let's just go get him and, you know, finally get to see the whole team play as a unit, which is something we haven't seen the whole preseason. But I, I, I was thrilled that he made the team. I, I, he, and early on, Brzezinski had the, the early edge, I thought, of maybe cracking the lineup. And then Cooley just came out of nowhere. And you kind of had a, a feeling they were leaning towards him because the last two preseason games, Brzezinski didn't even play, and he wasn't hurt. So I think they really wanted us to get another look at Cooley and make sure that's what they wanted and all. And it, it worked out well, and I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to seeing him play tomorrow. All right. Um, I guess we could go to Glenn, right, RP? Unless you have questions for everybody, you can start with Glenn and we can get to Scott and then Justin no, and then myself. We could we could go around. I'm, I am not question ready tonight, so we'll kind of just wing it as we're going. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh you oh, you put the perfect night for me to ask you questions, man. And we're, we might as well get oh, it yeah. queued up right now. Let's get the Perry Mason pop. There it is. Well, let's go to Glenn, though, first. Get his thoughts and then Scott and then Justin and then questions for Ranger Proud and everybody. What's your thoughts, Glenn, on, on Cooley making the team or anything else you like to add on this roster? Yeah, you know, as far as Cooley goes, I thought he would have a chance to make the team, but I wasn't sure that they would want to start him off uh, early in the season. I thought that, you know, he might be uh, the first call up when uh, somebody got hurt or somebody wasn't playing well on the bottom six. Uh, but it became apparent. I think he played five out of the six preseason games. So it became apparent that, Laviolette wanted to get a good look out of him. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, if you if you go up and down the roster, uh, he kind of played as well as anybody. Uh, he really stood out. I thought his play really, uh, uh, you know, he deserved to uh, to make the team. And like, like RP said, he cracked a roster that looked like it was already set. So uh, I'm delighted that uh, he made the team. Um, I'm delighted that uh, uh, Lafreniere is going to be uh, – Try to get a right wing on the second line with Hedl and Panarin. Um, I hope they uh, give him enough time to see how that works out, uh, which hasn't really happened in the past. Uh, but, uh, no, as far as uh, the roster goes, as far as the uh, the lines and everything, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy. The only concern, and we can get into that at some point, uh, is uh, Jonathan Quick, who didn't look that great in uh, preseason, although – uh, I'll admit he never had a full team in front of him, and they, the guys that he did out there didn't really give him a lot of help. But he also had a, a, a pretty subpar year last year. So uh, I am a little concerned about that, and maybe we can talk about that later in the show. No, no. Let's, let's, hey, man, let's lead into that, and we can let Scott piggyback off of that. Okay. So what are your, you know, feel free on, on Jonathan Quick. What are your thoughts? I mean, your additional thoughts, because I know you brought it up before, and that's a legitimate concern, but go ahead and fire away. Hey, look, you know, I mean, I, I, I watched what a Kings game last year. They weren't great defensively. Uh, he wasn't great. He had a, he had a pretty bad year the year before he, he had a pretty solid year though. So, um, you know, at 37 years old, do you just write it off as, Oh, he had a bad year. Uh, or do you, uh, say this is, uh, 
you know, the beginning of the uh, precipitous downfall. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how he's going to adjust to playing uh, in a, uh, a situation that he's not used to, where he'd be playing maybe maybe once a week. Um, but, uh, you know, I do have confidence in his professionalism uh, and also the fact that, you know, he should be kind of pumped uh, coming to play for his uh, uh, his childhood favorite team. So uh, he does have those things in his favor. So I'm kind of willing to uh, let the, you know, the, the preseason showing, uh, you know, give him a pass on that. But I, I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little concerned uh, because the Rangers have for many, many, many years always had very solid backups, uh, you know, going back to Eddie Jockerman and Gilles Villamuir, but, you know, more recently Cam Talbot, Anthony Ranta, uh, a number of guys when, when Henrik was here. Um, obviously, uh, Gorgiev, uh, and even, you know, Halak once he got uh, things on track last year. Uh, so the Rangers have really had to depend on, uh, their backup goaltending for as long as I've been watching them just about. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, he will be able to fill that role, uh, because I don't know how much else is out there that they could go get if, uh, he really does falter. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't want to overwork, uh, Igor too much uh, as well. So uh, that's something I'll be watching in the first, you know, month or six weeks of the season to see how that works out. What do you guys think? What do you think, RP? I don't, I'm not worried about it right now, to be honest with you. I just think okay. preseason's preseason. Um, I don't know. I just didn't put much into the goaltending, maybe because we, just, we take advantage of Chesterk and you know he's going to mm-hmm. probably play 55, 58 games. I think Quick will find his game. I mean, Halak struggled the beginning of last year, too, and then in December just turned it on. Quick is – he's on the second back end of his career, but I don't think he's that far down. We have to start worrying about any, you know, find ways to win hockey games. He, he's a good goaltender. Just yeah. didn't, didn't look sharp in – didn't look sharp, didn't have his regular team in front of him. Maybe he wasn't taking it as as serious. You know, there was no competition for it a backup goaltender, so we kind of know he has the role and so forth. Competition sometimes makes you play better and harder, as we saw with the uh, with the forwards. So I, I think at this point we just ride it out and, you know, see how it goes. It, it can't be much worse than the first three months last year when Hawaii couldn't get a win and the Rangers yeah. are still competitive. So, you know, it does, it does give you more confidence if you know when the backup guy's in there you're going to play harder. But, you know, not all of it was on him either. So there was a lot of scrambling. Laviolette had a very interesting camp, but it prevented to see the entire team together at all until tomorrow night. So we'll just have to see yeah. how it plays out. Okay. Uh, Scott, what are your thoughts uh, uh, as far as Cooley making the team? And to your surprise, here and there, and then what uh, uh, Glenn just alluded to with Jonathan Quick as backup, and also – the elephant in the room, your boy, laughing year. <laughs> it would not be a Ray podcast, Ray podcast with Ranger Proud without a laughing year. <laughs> Check out my gosh, you know. <laughs> so let's get into the. Yeah, I, I have a, I had a segue to that with uh with Cooley. So look, so for, so so then I got to start with quick. Uh, I actually disagree with you, RP. I think he's done. 
Uh, he's 37. I'm looking at last year's stats, 3.13 and a 901 save percentage. Like, that's that's not good. Um, you know, and if he was 32, 33, I could chalk it up to, all right, maybe he had a bad year and I think he rebound. But since he's 37, and that's on a Stanley Cup team, uh, Stanley Cup winning team. So I, I think he's done. And I think, um, you know, th- this Garand was, was really impressive. And uh, I, I'm not sure what Quick's making. I know it's less than a million. Um, so, you know, we're, we're only talking about like $100,000, whatever, to, to, to save. But um, I, I, if it was me, I, I would uh, I would cut ties with him um, and go. I mean, I, you know, at this point, it's not like Igor needs a mentor. Um you know, so and we've got plenty of you, uh, age and experience in the locker room where you know, so we've got two Stanley Cups. Uh, you know, big deal. You know, so does Goodrow. So uh, we we've got two Stanley Cups in the room. So uh, I I would uh, I would feel a lot more comfortable going with uh, with Grand, but it is what it is. Hopefully, I'm proven wrong. Um, uh, speaking of hopefully I'm proven wrong. Um, well, for, for, first, Cooley, um, yeah, that, that's fantastic to see. You always love to see these these young kids that are expected not to make the team that have such a great preseason that they force the coach to put him on the team. And, you know, they can always put him down, set him down if need be. But, I, you know, he earned his shot. He was impressive. He was, uh, you know, he, he was great out there. Um, you know, I was hoping to see, uh, you know, Ottman wasn't terrible. Um, but I was hoping to see, you know, you know, Ottman last year, I think was great, but obviously with that OHL thing, um, you know, they made the right decision in not putting him on the team. Um, you know, I, I don't think, he, you know, Cooley definitely stood out and he forced Laviolette to put him on the team. And that's what you like to see out of these young kids. You like to see that fire, that energy, um, uh, you know, that, that, you know, basically telling the coach, like, I'm going to make you put me on this team. So, uh, speaking of that, let's, let, let's talk about the exact opposite of that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, Steve, let's just, let's just get right into it. I mean, we, you know, we've <laughs> talked about Lafreniere, you know, we, 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 we've talked about, uh, you know, the only thing he's still got going for him is that he's only 21. Um, but again, you know, he does have three full years experience. You know, I think we're all in agreement that he's not even come close to being impressive. Um, and, here he is, you know, year four, and it's a two-year contract. So, you know, he's not, um, you know, he's not going to be a rental if he, if he comes up in trade conversations, which means, you know, this is the year. He has to impress now uh, because, you know, the Canadian teams, you know, will take him in a heartbeat because, you know, he's they love him up there, obviously. In fact, you know, as we, 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 we talked about, you know, uh, all of Canada is pretty much pissed at the Rangers because they think we ruined the guy. Um so, you know, this is the year he has to impress this year. And I think he's definitely, you know, should be. I don't know if he, if he would be, but he should be on the block if he doesn't. So, you know, talk about, uh, you know, back to the preseason about, you know, having to impress. And, you know, I agree with you in that, in, in that I don't put too much stock in, in, the, uh, in the preseason. As far as, like, the team play, I don't really put too much stock. You know, you got, for the most part, you got NHLers playing with guys who won't be on the team. So you're not looking for chemistry. You're not looking for, uh, you know, big wins like you know everybody's like you know up the devil's ass because they were just killing teams in in the preseason well so be it um you know i don't put too much stock in that but what i do put stock in is a guy in lafreniere's position who you know no he's got to know that he's under the microscope now and you know he's got you know 
you know, even more of a no-nonsense coach, no-bullshit coach than he just had. And his performance was just awful. I mean, there was no urgency. I mean, you know, basically, you know, the entire team from games five and seven can be summed up in Lafreniere in this preseason. You know, no sense of urgency, no sense of, yeah, I know I'm on the clock. He was just so blah. And, you know, know, he was basically playing like (laughs) – you know, you know, like one of the seasoned veterans, like a Kreider or Panarin or a manager, who knows that they could just treat it like a practice, uh, you know, because they because they've earned that right. He has not earned that right. He has to impress. He really does. And um, you know, and I'm very nervous about him because you know I was hoping to see much more out of him in the preseason. I was hoping to see, you know, he should have been playing and been noticeable, like like a Cooley, you know, like a guy who was trying. You know, he he you know he he knew he he didn't have to audition for the team. And he looked like it, you know, and, and that's that that's 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 not good. That, you know that 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 can't happen. So you know, I'm hoping. You know, we're all sitting here praying that uh, you know that this is the year finally. But I just don't see it. I mean, his, his work ethic is is uh, is just not there. It's just not visible. You know, just because he's you know sliding around on the ice, you know, after every, you know during every shift, that doesn't necessarily mean you know you're 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 going balls out. You know, he should. Uh, you know, he's got the skills. You know, we should be seeing like a like a Zuccarello. Or, uh, or or a Dubinsky type of uh, you know balls out out there, and we're just not seeing it out of him like at all. So you know, hopefully he's saving it for the regular season. He's got top six minutes, uh, you know, coming up. <clears throat> he's got Panarin. He's got one of the best assist men in the league. So if he can't get some goals playing with Panarin, then he can't get some goals. It's that simple. Um, you know, I, I, I never buy, I, I never bought the, uh, the, uh, well, he was on the third line. He wasn't getting the time bullshit because our, you know, our kid line, you know, ha- has been, you know, the, the best line, the most dynamic line we've had for two years. And, and we said it repeatedly that two of those three guys were, were extremely noticeable every time out there and him being the, the, the least noticeable. So, so I don't buy that about uh, he was stuck on the third line because we had the exception to the rule with our third line for the last two years. So I don't buy that at all. Um, you know, and, and I hate the argument that, uh, you know, he needs the right coach. That was the, the, the cry to apologists for eight years were that he didn't have the right <laughs> You know, they're grown ass men. They don't need the right coach. You know, these guys either have it or they don't. So I just don't think he has it. I just really don't. And, you know, when we had the, um, I forgot his name, the gentleman from Newsday uh, a couple weeks ago who was saying that he'd be okay with, you know, if he turns out to be a, a solid third liner, I, I'm not. I mean, I mean, well, the, the, the full scenario was that if we win the Stanley Cup and that's his role, but. I, I think, you know, it, since we can't afford to go out and get another Tarasenko or Kane or what, now, well, the, well, the, the Kane thing, uh, that's an, another story we'll, that I'll get to later, but, you know, we can't afford to get that superstar, big, you know, big, you know, top six right winger this time, so, you know, it has to be him. Uh, because of the money he makes, because of, you know, because of the small contract. So, yeah, I, to, honestly, I think the entire fate of the team rides on him being able to be that uh, that top six and finally, you know, arriving. And I'm just, you know, I, I'm I'm just I'm not writing him off yet, but I'm just he hasn't filled me with confidence so far. I mean, I, yeah, listen, I think there's a silver lining when the show gets postponed due to technical difficulties. It brings the fire out of Scott. <laughs> he set the tone, baby. He set the tone, baby. 
Hey, listen, I, that was definitely not my fault. Let's get Jess's thoughts, and then we'll go back to myself and then RP. I got questions for RP, but hey, Jess, are you there? What are your thoughts as far as um, what we were saying about Cooley making the team, Jonathan Quick as a backup, your thoughts, and then Scott's rant on Lafayette, where you stand with him, and anything else with the roster? Can you hear me? Jessica? Yes, I can. Yes, we can. You're there. Can you hear me? Yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. As far as Lassie, I am very concerned because for a man who is, I mean, he was a first-round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, and, you know, I get he's from Montreal and all, but he needs to produce. Like, Like Scott said, if he doesn't step up this year, honestly, trade bait. He's not worth keeping. And the third line, I, honestly, I, I, he was very lax a days ago, the entire preseason, even before that. I think you said it was his fourth season. This is enough already. He needs to step it up. As far as the goalies, I'm also concerned about Jonathan Quick because we are used to having a goalie as a backup to Henrik who ends up leaving us and becoming a starting goalie somewhere. We're not used to taking somebody else's starting goalie and putting him as our backup. And also, maybe he just, like RP said, needs to break out after the preseason like Halak. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but I am concerned. He just He's let too many soft ones go by, and it just kind of gets me worried <laughs> just on, on that end. As far as Cooley, he earned it, but he reminded me of the way Hedo went last year and earned his spot. So that's my, my feeling about it, and I'll throw it back to you. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, 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 it's cool. no, 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 you just getting started. Like, oh, okay. Anything else with the roster we haven't said, feel free, man. Then I'll, I'll chime in after that. As far as, like I said, I mean, I, I think Laffy going to right wing again on the second line is a good, like, a good move because, like you said, he has the best person to give him his assist. But if you're being fed the goals, now you've got to, like I said, step it up, produce, show the initiative. When you look like you're just, you know, kind of skating around like, hello, like it's a nice little public skating rink and I'm going to, you know, skate around in circles, that's very nice, but that's not what we pay you for. Even if it's not the best contract in the league, you're still signed up and you were the first round. Taco, same thing. I think he started to produce more last year than I've seen him do. I think he needs to keep it up. You know, I think our kid line, you know, hopefully with La Violette, maybe they'll they'll all develop better and step it up a bit because that's what they really have to do. The the playoffs and the end of last season didn't impress me. Camp so far didn't impress. Like I said, Kulia played a – he earned his spot, no question. But some of the other games I sat there going, why? Why am I even bothering watching the third period? Like, look what's happening. So I'm hoping – Tomorrow night starts a new, a new year, a new season, and I'm positive. I'm optimistic. All right, all right, cool, cool. Thank you very much, Jessica. I'm going to our, give us luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, listen. I, I feel you guys' sentiments on Lafreniere. It was disappointing, to be honest, as far as preseason the F, or the lack of effort. We could call it preseason, and you know, quick was kind of left on the island because they were playing at half speed. It is what it is when it comes to that. But when it comes to Lafreniere, we've kind of been on this all summer that we want to see vast improvements, and that really meant top six minutes. 
and I keep into uh, consideration that the lines are going to be pretty much shuffling every ha- half hour, it seems, or whatever. So as of right now, he's probably projected third line with Trocek and and Cooley is probably going to be on the opposite end of Philip Hito. It fills in that, uh, not Panarin, uh, Tereschenko and uh, or Patrick Kane gap. And then, of course, Kapko is probably going to get top line minutes with Zabinijad. So that you that that youth line for the time being is the band is broke up. So Kako's on the top line probably. Cooley is probably on the second line, and Lafreniere, in which I don't like, is probably going to be on that third line with older veterans. Even though Trocheck can win faceoffs and give Lafreniere opportunities in that instance, uh, Blake, we we will see. I, I mean, I know what he's done over his career with uh, the Thrashers and the Winnipeg Jets. But, you know, sometimes it's almost the same thing we were saying about Quick, uh, Jonathan Quick. Like, he's kind of on the, the back end of his career. We don't necessarily know how guys play when they play for the Blue Shirts. It's one thing to play for the Winnipeg Jets, and, then, you know, you probably have a little bit of a different pressure there. But there's always a spotlight at 33rd and 7th at the Garden, man. Sometimes players do not perform, especially in their later years, uh, in, in a Blue Shirt jersey. Um, I want to go to uh, RP on this, and there's two things, RP, I want to bring up to light. Obviously, uh, we were talking about the backup goalie situation where I'm looking at the schedule, RP. We should be 4-0. I, I, now, the, the toughest game of the four is the first game, obviously, the home, I mean, the road opener in Buffalo, and that's not a cakewalk. Uh, they got offensive power, and they actually added in a little bit. Cage Thompson, who had a lot of goals last year. He almost had 50 goals last year. Jeff Skinner, uh, been around the block for a long time, had 35 goals. And, and Adam Alex Tooch, he has a lot of goals. And then I think Buffalo made a lot of vast improvements, but RP two, is two points. Uh, I think we should be 4-0. And I think Igor, or not Igor, uh, Jonathan Quick should be playing the Arizona. No, he should be playing the Nashville game before we go on that West Coast trip. What do you think on that? That's number one. Number two, there's also the thoughts on Jacob Truba being taken out of that second power play unit. What are your thoughts on mm-hmm. that, RP? Because he, I saw his quote, and he did not like that. And he's kind of – I know Lafayette is leaving that room for Keandre Miller or or, or somebody who, – who else? Or, or Gustafsson. He, like, they're going to probably be one of the other options on that second power play unit – whether well, it's 30, 45 seconds left remaining on, on our special teams advantage. What are your thoughts on that with the when Quick is going to play back up on that four games? And how do you think we're going to look versus Buffalo open tonight? And your thoughts on Truba? Because as being a captain, that didn't, he didn't look – he sounded defeated when I saw that. I don't know what are your thoughts on that. I have no trouble with Miller being on the second power play unit. Um, he's definitely more offensive than Truba is. And, you know, everyone keeps saying that they have to change someone. You can't keep putting the same people out in the same spots and getting the same result. So I, I think him putting Miller up there, look, nothing's that in stone, but it's worked well in practice. He's gone with uh, Keto, Wheeler, Lafreniere, Kako, and Miller as the second power play unit. The first power play unit was the same as last year, Kreider, Trocek, Dimbanajad, and Aaron and Fox. The only thing that might change on that if things don't pan out well is you might see Hedl squeeze in and knock in Trocek out like he did in, in the regular lines when Trocek's centering the third line now. So uh, just really quick to back what you were saying, Steve, the, the range of lineup, if it goes off of what today's practice was, has Lafreniere on the right side with Hedl centering Panarin and Cooley's on the left side with Trocek and Wheeler on the third line. 
And then obviously okay, gotcha. Nevada Judd. Nevada Judd, Kreider, and Kako, we all knew. And uh, the fourth line right now is going to be Benito centering Goodrow and Pitlick. And VC and Jones will be the healthy scratches, which people are surprised about. But Pitlick did – VC didn't have a good preseason either. Let's be honest. Most of them didn't have a good preseason. I don't think Nevada Judd scored a goal. Panarin looked horrible. Kreider was good on the power play, but so-so. That special teams were atrocious. Someone said it best. It was better when they didn't tele- televise the preseason games, especially this year, because <laughs> all they did was cause more havoc and more rumor and more controversy. We'll, we'll see what we have these first four games and, and they'll have a better understanding of, you know, are we in trouble or not. Um, to what you were saying, Steve, with the goaltending situation, I'm thinking he's going to split Chesterkin with the Sabres. At Blue Jackets, he'll probably put in quick. The Coyote game is definitely going to be Chesterkin because that's the home opener. And then right. the Predators is four days later on a Thursday, three days later on a Thursday. I'd say Chesterkin's going to play that game too. Okay. He's not going to make Chesterkin sit a week, almost a week, right, because he'd be playing Monday against the Coyotes. And if he doesn't play in the Predator game Thursday, he wouldn't be playing again until Saturday against the Kraken. So I, I think that's how that's going to play out. Could be wrong. But, you know, he's going to want to get quick in a game somewhere, and he's definitely going to play Chesterkin for the home opener. So, you know, he'll get three out of the first four games. You think they should go 4-0? I think that's being highly optimistic in the beginning of the season. Just based on the Rangers players in general, whatever preseason, they're just not scoring goals. So let's just hope they can find the offense. I was at the, the last two preseason games, and they were thinking instead of playing both games. Every time they had the puck, they would delay before they did something. They weren't. They were just thinking. I don't know if it's the new system. And supposedly, Laviolette has had some very specific oriented practices on what he wants done in situations and all. And that's great because it's a hard system, but they'll be able to get it. But until they get it, there's going to be a lot of sloppy hockey, a lot of giving the puck away until they get their bearings on what he's looking for and how to implement it. Um, Lafreniere has probably got like five, six games on the top line, and if it doesn't pan out, you're going to see people moving around. You know, he's just got to do his job and just play. You know, it's a shame. We're talking about a kid that had a career year last year, but because he was the first round, first overall pick in 2020, that's not good enough. And it, it isn't good enough. So he's going to get an opportunity. I don't think playing the right side or the left side is nearly as complicated as everybody puts out there. I mean, he put Cooley in practice on the right side the other day, and the kid had no problems with it. So I, I think that's extremely overrated sometimes, like Scott was saying. These guys are pros. They've been playing their whole lives. You can't play the left or the right side. We see defensemen doing it all the time. Why can't forwards do it? So we'll uh, have to just see if he finds the game that, the team everyone is hoping that he can find. He, he's on a great line. He's played with Hedl before. Panarin's a passing machine if he can stop tripping over the blue line. So we'll, we'll just hopefully things shake out well. But you know Rangers Twitter, everybody. The Rangers dropped the first two, three games, and it's going to be the world is ending. The long season, they're going to make the playoffs. They just have to put on the ice what Laviolette's looking for, and I think there's going to be some growing pains the coaches, the players, the goaltenders, and we're not patient fans, so it's going to be fun. (laughs) 
Hold on, before we go to Glenn, quick question. How do you think we're going to do? Because when I look at our roster compared to the teams on paper in the first four games, I really believe our roster is definitely better than all four, you know, in the first four. It's just a matter yeah. of just showing up. So is that is that what you think that's what why you think we're not going to be 4 no? I because I don't I don't I don't think they're gonna be four and because I don't know how their scoring is gonna be. On paper it would be better than four. Nashville didn't look good last night. Arizona's a weak team to begin with. As you right. said, Buffalo is the strongest of the four. But right. the way we 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 talk about it and break it down and what they do at the game hockey is so diverse that anything can happen to change that around. So I'm just not optimistic. I would love 4-0. Uh, I would be unsatisfied if they don't go 3-1 and one in these first four games. I think, you mm-hmm. know, 2-2 two and two is, is it, two and two is a horrible way to, to start the season on the schedule. Yeah, that they have. They're, they're, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're opening <laughs> schedule. It isn't you know, it isn't crazy. After those four games, you got the Kraken, the Flames, the Cup, and then you got the Oilers in the come up. So you want to go 3-1, 4-0 here because the schedule is not going to get easy. There is no easy team in the league right now. I don't think so anyway, especially in our, in our conference and around our division. So I, I just – I'm not as optimistic because if you watch all these preseason games, and granted they, they mean nothing, but I would have liked to see – Panarin and Zabajar getting some good hard shots. You know, I mean, there's a lot you, you didn't see. You know, the leading scorers in preseason was Osman, who's playing in the AHL, and Cooley. They both had two goals, five points, something like that. Uh, I, I would like to see some of the veterans step up. And one thing that we haven't touched on, I think it's great that Guido got the second center position. I've been talking about that through the whole season. I thought that was going to happen. And at least the way he practiced ended today, He's up there and throw checks on the third, and their third line is their third line can be really, really strong. You know, if, if Cooley finds his game and gets rid of those nerves early, throw check and Wheeler. I mean, that could be a, a bet on third line than the kid line was. A lot of experience, a lot of power, big size. Cooley loves to back check. That's why I love him. Likes him. He plays two hundred foot rink. So, uh, you know, on top of that, your fourth line is pretty solid. DC's gonna have a, a little bit of trouble getting into it. But if their special teams fail, you're going to see VT in the lineup a lot sooner. Because their penalty killing was horrendous in, in, uh, in preseason. And you can say it's preseason. It doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, our four guys couldn't do anything against the other team's third line players, minor leaguers who were trying to make the team and all day. Their PK was horrendous. So I think that's where the VC edge will come back in if it doesn't work out. All right, cool. Get Glenn's thoughts. Glenn, what are your thoughts on everything uh, and anything you'd like to add as far as do you think – I like that we could go 3-4-0. Uh, oh, I don't know if we are, but 4-0 oh is not out of the room, I think. 3-1 and one sounds about what, what should it be, but I think we have a chance for 4-0. Oh, and uh, what are your thoughts, uh, Glenn, your thoughts on the, um, everything that's said, uh, Trubas, uh, second power play unit, uh, the line shuffling with Lafayette and Cooley. Anything else you'd like to say? We go to Scott, we go to Jess, and get uh, more thoughts around the league after that. Yeah, yeah. I was writing things down because you guys were bouncing around like a pinball machine on uh, <laughs> on subjects here. So I had to like write write it down to keep it all straight. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll go quick. I'll go quick on a couple of things. I think a couple of shows ago, I said one of the things that I wanted to see was Truba off the second uh, power play unit. So uh, I'm happy to see that. I mean, I was kidding around about, you know, all he does is uh, 
uh, blast the, the puck from the point like it's the 1980s. Um, and I think, uh, uh, I, 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 yeah, I mean, you know, he's missing the net half the time. Uh, you know, the guys are ducking. I mean, that, you know, that worked a long time ago. I don't, I don't think that's as much today's game. So I'm happy. He did not sound happy about it. I'll, I'll admit that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was calling, I was calling for that, you know, four or five weeks ago when we started talking about, uh, how things were going to be configured. So I'm happy to see that, uh, Lafreniere, you guys know, I mean, I don't think he's been that bad. We're we're comparing him to rightfully so being a, uh, the first pick in the draft. Uh, but you guys know, I'm, I'm kind of an apologist for him because of his age and, and everything else. But, um, you know, he's going to have to adjust to the right wing. Uh, my understanding is that uh, with Osman uh, down in Hartford, they're going to be, uh, you know, trying to transition him over to the right wing uh, as much as possible as well. And uh, just just quickly on Osman, I'm really glad Cooley made the team. He forced his way onto the team with his play. He stood out, I thought, in every game that uh, uh, he played in. Uh, but I tell you what, Osman would have made the team on a lot of teams. Uh, he couldn't make this team because, you know, he's going to be stuck on the fourth line or he was going to be, uh, uh, you know, not playing a lot of minutes and not playing prime minutes. But I thought I, I was impressed with Austin's play in the preseason. And uh, if, if he was on a, a middle team, you know, maybe like a, a Buffalo or Detroit or Ottawa or a lot of teams in the league and certainly the, the lower tier teams in the league, uh, he'd be playing the NHL right now. So uh, I was very optimistic with what I saw from him. Um, uh, Lafreniere, I, 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 I really want this to work out, uh, because this is where he's going to have to be hopefully, uh, playing with Heedle on the second line. He's a little familiar with him. Uh, I know Heedle said the other day, no more kid line, but it's like two thirds of the kid line. Um, so hopefully his, uh, familiarity with, uh, Heedle, uh, who I'm also very happy was promoted up to the, the second center spot. Uh, and as Scott said before, if you can't score with Panarin on your line, then you can't score. So I'm I'm gonna you know stay optimistic about him. And I was disappointed with his play because uh, I really thought he would come out, uh, you know, showing that all right, I had a great off season, I worked hard, and I'm gonna show you guys what I can do. Um, and I didn't see that at all. So that that disappointed me. Uh, but again, I'm not going to take a lot of stock in the preseason games. You're playing with a half a roster and a bunch of other guys that you know you know are going to be in Hartford. Um, I was kind of surprised Lobby Lett in the last couple of play uh, preseason games didn't play more of the uh, entire roster. Uh, you know, but uh, you know that's how he wanted to go. So, uh, but I, I'm I'm kind of uh, you know, optimistic that Lafreniere will finally get it and. Uh, you know, we'll we'll talk in December about that, I guess. Um, somebody mentioned Wheeler, uh, Blake Wheeler, uh, maybe being on the second line if it doesn't work out. I kind of feel like we got Wheeler to be kind of a, a complimentary, supportive, uh, give us a better third line than most other teams have kind of player. Um, I don't know that I want to depend on him, you know, being on the second line and depend on him to uh, provide a lot of offense. I think he's still got, uh, you know, something in the tank. I still think he can give us a year like he had last year, 50, 55-ish kind of points. And coming on the third line with uh, with Trocheck, I think that would be tremendous. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping that 
you know, circumstances come about that he'll be able to stay on the third line and give us a, a superior third line. Um, the thing about early in the year, uh, going 4-0, yeah, we could sure go 4-0, but, um, you know, guys still seem to be, uh, even what I, you know, I'm reading some quotes and seeing the play, uh, kind of having to uh, adapt to, to Laviolette's system. And, uh, you know, I think there might be some, uh, you know, up and down play the first month of the season as they get used to uh, how they, how Laviolette wants them to play. So I'm not going to get too worried if we see, you know, guys in the wrong place and, uh, you know, things like that. Because I think they're getting used to the to the system Lafayette wants, Lafayette wants to play. And, again, we talked about it the last show, too, uh, about does Laviolette, uh, you know, make some tinkering with his system uh, based on the roster, or does he make the roster play his way? Uh, and it looks like he's going to make the roster play his way. So hopefully this uh, this roster is constructed in a way that they can do that because, you know, this hasn't necessarily been a real heavy four-check, uh, up-tempo uh, kind of team. Um, you know, to a degree they have, but um, I don't know that they have been uh, to the point that Laviolette wants it to be. So, I'm kind of prepared the first month of the season to see some uh, uh, some uneven play until they get it down. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as the scoring, I, you know, look at this roster. I think the scoring is going to be fine. Um, you know, they're still going to be very dependent on the power play like they always have been. Uh, but, uh, you know, you look up and down this roster, um, again, I think they have as good of a third line as, as anybody in the league and, and better than most uh, that can provide uh, some scoring. So, um, you know, I see no reason why scoring should be a problem for this team. Um, you know, five on five, we've talked about five on five. We've talked oh. about you know the ups and downs with that. But you know, you look at this roster, and and I mean, this team should be able to score. So I'm I'm hoping that uh, guys play to their uh, you know to their statistics, and and uh, that scoring is is not going to be a problem that we think it might be. I so, I quick let me, let me let me get a quick uh, response from you on that on the scoring. Last year yeah. they were 12th in scoring. Do you see that improving? Do you are you cool or content based on this Ross and Hall, the makeup of these players? Are you expecting to stay where they're at at their league average of 3.3 goals a game, or do you expect it to increase or even possibly decrease? Like, uh, how do you see offensively with the with the squad based on this roster? Well, well, I mean, to me, I think it could increase. I don't think it's going to, you know, I don't think they're going to be a, a top five offense in the league. Uh, but I think they could move up a couple of spots and be in the top ten. Uh, you know, I, I look at, I think I think Heedle will score a little more. Like I said, I'm, I'm optimistic that Lafreniere will score a little more. Um, you know, we know what Zabadadad can do and Kreider. Uh, and hopefully with Blake Wheeler coming on, you know, with his offensive abilities, uh, although he's more of an assist guy, uh, you know, I, I mean, I look at this team and I look at the power of the, the two power plays. Uh, I mean, I think this team could move into the top ten, maybe, you know, seven or eight to ten. Uh, they're not going to be a top five, but I don't think scoring is going to be something that's going to be uh, a big issue uh, throughout the season. All right, cool. Let's get Scott's thoughts on everything. Scott, you want to – everything we said, anything you'd like to add, and we go to Jess, and then we then wrap up the Rangers part of the show and go to the rest of the league, get predictions and stuff. 
Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, so I'm looking at the projected roster for for tomorrow, and and um, yeah, I'm I'm really stoked about what we're putting on the ice, and I agree with uh, I I guess I think it was Glenn who just said it about you know there's going to be some growing pains uh, adjusted to the to the new coach, the new system, um, so you know, <laughs> and whoever said it, I think it was RP who said it. If they you know. Ranger fans are going to start throwing shit through their TV and light up the internet if they go 0 and 1, 0 and 2. But we know, we're realists. We're realists here on this show, uh, so you know we understand there might be some growing pains. But um, and I, and Steve, I think it was you uh, a couple shows ago, sometime over the summer. You know, asked a great question. Um, you know how how confident do we feel going into this season compared to last season? Which of course we were coming off that incredible playoff run, and you know the like the the, the new window of opportunity had arrived. Um, and you know, to, I think it's worth readdressing here now that we're ready to roll tomorrow. Um, and mm. and I I'm, I'm still more confident. Um, I, I like this team better this year than than going into last year because remember last year we had those two. You, you know, we had no right wingers. Um, you know, in the top six. Which of course, you know, we 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 hung around and then we we filled them with some superstars later. Um, you know, Kako, uh, I, I'm not worried about him. You know, his, his progress has been noticeable. Uh, he's a presence out there now. Um, you know, he's starting to remind me of, and you know, don't hate me for for comparing here, um, you know, but just just the way he plays and the way he's in the corners and 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 moves and comes out with the puck, he's starting to remind me of like a smaller Yager a little bit, and you know, I would love for that to be a valid a valid comparison in numbers uh, at some point, but uh, you know, his, his progress, I mean. You know he's not going to be the top ten superstar, but you know whatever, so be it. Like I think he's more than capable at this point. Uh, he's shown that that he belongs on that top six. So that line with uh, with Zabana, Jen Kreider, and I know they they tried it last year, didn't quite work. But um, you, you know another year, uh, you know it, it's definitely noticeable the progress he's made. So I'm fine with that. You know we the, that second line, you know we we've beaten that to death. You know. You know, this is the time, and 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 that third line is great because you know when, when we signed Wheeler for dirt cheap, you know I was thinking that uh, that 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 he would take one of those top six, uh, you know, first or second line right wing spots. So the fact that you know we can have him on the third line now, and that's a great third line, you know, uh, you know. This Cooley is not by far not the first rookie, um, you know that that that's been, you know hopefully been a, a a big piece of the team. You know Trocheck, who was a very capable you know top six uh, you know top six center last year, and you know I don't really view that as a demotion, and I really hope that he doesn't because you know Heedle is you know younger and supposed to be the the future of the team, and um, you, you know I I, I I just hopefully you know he's okay with that and, and it doesn't weigh down on him because that's that's a very capable third line and of course you know we saw what that fourth line can do we got a couple new guys there Benino and Pitlick and I think uh, you know I, I I like them there and uh, of course we saw this uh, this VZ 2.0 that we got back um, and I'm very very glad <laughs> that uh, that Goodrow is still here he you know if if we're gonna make a big move at the deadline you know for some big gun he. May May very well be on the block again. I know that um, 
you know, he makes too much money for fourth line, but, uh, but I, I hope it doesn't come to that because I really like him. You know, like I said, he's, he's got the most, uh, uh, Stanley Cup experience on this team, but not only that, but he's the physical presence. He's that, uh, you know, he's that general. Uh, you know, I don't know what goes on in the locker room, but we'll, well, we know that Truba has earned that C uh, in the locker room uh, as far as the leadership. But uh, I could see Goodrow, uh, you know, being just as much of that leader. Um, and, and I think um, you know that fourth line, as we proved, you know, until uh, until Ryan Reeves got here, you know, we desperately need a fourth line that creates energy and, uh, you know, can, can smack some people around. So, um, you know, I, I do like this lineup uh, up and down. And, and like I said, uh, you know, I want nothing more than to, you know, be eat my words on Lafreniere. I, I, I've, I've gotten into it with Ranger fans uh, on that, and I have no problem, you know, you know, I would like nothing more than to be here December 1st, and, and, and Lafreniere's got 16 goals and have to make a public post and tag everybody and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I want nothing more <laughs> than to eat my words because I can do that. I can fess up and do that, and I want nothing more than for that to happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, up and down, you know, I, I do like this lineup. I like what we're putting out there. And I think that, uh, you know, like RP said, uh, we're definitely a playoff team. Uh, well, you know, on paper, anyway, the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the old uh, on paper, Adash, Adash. Whatever, you know, you, you get the gist of it. I'm, um, <laughs> I pronounce that word. But anyway, um, yeah, um, let, let me pose this, um, you know, because obviously, again, you know, whatever move we make or have to make or, or uh, you know, to hopefully, you know, cap this thing off for a cup run. If, and again, hope I'm wrong, hope it doesn't come to this, but this is a scenario that, uh, that I was floating around uh, earlier. If Lafreniere is not like like it's just not going to happen, right? So if, if you know we get to like December and you know he's got eight points uh, and and it just doesn't look like he well certainly doesn't look like he's he's, he's top six material. So yes, you could always put Wheeler on the you know swap them second and third because I think Wheeler still has enough left in the tank uh, to be on that uh, top six if need be, but. You know, Lafreniere makes what two point three a year, two point something a year. You know, I, I, you you know me. I've been on I've been on the Kane train since before he got here. Remember, two years ago, I was calling his name because I thought maybe he would be on the block, and obviously he wasn't. But I was, uh, you know, I was I was calling his name two years ago, and I was calling his name all last year. And you know, we talked about the, the you know the hate that he gets from some Ranger fans, and I just don't understand it because I thought he was very good in the playoffs, six points, third highest on the team. Uh, you know, twelve points in nineteen games. Uh, you know during that supposed adjustment period, which, you know, I always compare to, to St. Louis, who didn't do a damn thing in the regular season, and then all of a sudden lit it up. So, you know, and, and, and all with, with, a, with a broken wheel. So, uh, you know, so the, so the question is, um, if the surgery is successful and he's skating around auditioning and, uh, you know, looks like he's still got it, and, you know, I, and who knows what he's going to want. I may be off on this. He may want, you know, five, six million from somewhere, you know, he's I think it's a safe assumption he's not going to get in the neighborhood of the 10 that he was making, but and maybe this is just wishful thinking, but I'm thinking with how, with how desperately he wanted to come here at the deadline, um, 
you know, of course, he probably thought he was jumping onto a, you know, a Stanley Cup at the last minute. But, you know, if he still feels that way and it's and it's still wants to stay in New York and, and you know, being as how we still are a contender and is willing to do it for dirt cheap. And I'm talking I, – I estimated this the first time I brought it up at, like, 1.5. But let's just say it's in the realm of, oh, gee, I don't know, 2.3, give or take, uh, you know, right around the same that Lafayette makes. Would you be – opposed to trading Lafreniere, uh, and obviously we couldn't take on a player in salary, but, you know, maybe it may be a prospect, fourth liner. All right, okay, uh, Scott, we'll, we'll, we'll quickly, we, we know where you're going. We got to get, we got to get through. So my answer is nothing's yeah. off the table with this roster because I think this is kind of a brink of a championship type of roster or bust. So my answer is nothing's off the table. He'll probably be available at the right price if things don't pan out for Lafayette. RP, you want to answer that real quick? And then Glenn, and then we got to get Jess on. Ranger Pro? He's there. All right, Glenn, uh, I don't know where RP is. Uh, Glenn, you want to answer that real quick or no? About uh, Patrick Kane? Yeah. I think think he's going to be back. But I'll tell you what, if it doesn't work out financially for whatever reason, I think he'll go to Buffalo. I think he'll go home. Uh, but I, I think he's going to be back. I think they're going to be find a way. It's going to be interesting because then you're going to have right wings that are Kako, Lafreniere, uh, Wheeler, and Kane. So now you're going to have a long jab at right wing instead of uh, left wing. But huh. uh, I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll juggle that around if they uh, if they need to. Now I'm I'm hearing that he might be back like Decemberish time frame, and that might be too soon uh, as far as uh, money goes too. I don't think they'll be able to afford that. So. Uh, I think some of it is going to depend on how soon he's ready to come back. Uh, I could see them adding him on, you know, the last six weeks uh, of the season or maybe the last two months. But if he's back in December, I don't think they're going to be able to afford him. Okay. Unless they make a move that's going to free up some space. Someone's going to offer him more than $2 million to come back. He's he's just not going to fit in the cat. It's, it's yeah, really RP, false, you want to go, I, I mean, unless he goes to a team that's good. I'm sorry, go ahead. So many, he go to Buffalo and get and get three million easy. A homeboy yeah, coming home for his last hurrah. Where are they? Where are the Rangers? You know, cup. we're not going to. He, there's no guarantee he's going to get a cup here. There's no guarantee he's going to get a cup anywhere unless you're Colorado, Vegas again. I mean. And they're not looking for a guy like that. He, I think he's going to do what you said. I think he's going to go to Buffalo and ride it out. They're going to be a halfway decent team. They're probably going to be a playoff team. Anything can happen once they get into the playoffs. I, I don't see him coming here for the same money Lafreniere is making. He gets, he, that's like a smack on the face to him. Mm-hmm. You know, you went so desperate to sign him last year, and now I come in, but I can only give you what we're giving him because that's what we have free. So the other teams, you know, it's going to be a, a December bidding war is what it's going to come down to an early trade deadline kind of deal because he's going to be the last free agent standing because of his injury status. I don't, I just don't see how the Rangers are going to make it work to make it worth his while. I think there's going to be money thrown elsewhere. 
think about it. If he's going to ride out into the sunset in one, two more seasons, he's going to want to make as much bank as he can if he's not wearing a Blackhawk jersey. Going to Buffalo makes the perfect sense. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's get Jessica on, get her thoughts. Do you have any additional thoughts on the roster, Jessica, and then what you just heard as far as the Queen, uh, the Patrick Queen question? And then after that, we're going to get to the rest of the league. Okay. Well, first of all, I do agree with you. I, he doesn't produce, I think, by like December or so. I would definitely look. If he's not going to look like a first-round draft pick, obviously he's no Jack Hughes. Okay, if that's who you guys think you're going to compare him to, he's not. And Kako is a second-round draft pick, but we developed him over time. He has produced. Now's the time. If Laffy doesn't step up, it's time to, like I said, if he's at eight points or so, I agree with Scott. Come December, maybe think of another option at that point, especially if there are other options available. As far as Kane, I agree with RP. I think he's going to ride him in, himself into the sunset, truthfully, and go for where mo- most of his buck is going to be and where his family is going to be comfortable because at this point, that's what they do. Um, you know, like I said, hopefully tomorrow, I agree. I think it's going to probably be maybe a 3-1 by the end of the month, maybe a 2-2. I'm not one of those fans who worry about the first four or five games. We've got, what, 80-something ago? So, you know what? I'm not one who thinks that tonight the Stanley Cup's going to be won. It is what it is. It's going to be a long season. So I just look forward to tomorrow night, and I'm just so happy hockey's back. Okay, cool. Now, Scott, I'll go quickly right back to you before we get to the rest of the league. Anything else? What do you think about your own question with Patrick Kane? Do you think he's coming Depending If we you can't afford it under the salary cap, you, you think he's going to take that low, a low deal if we have room, or what are your thoughts? If you could quickly well, answer you- that. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you never know what these guys are thinking. Um, you know, yeah, he's from Buffalo. He may want to go back there. He, you know, he's Mr. Big Shot Broadway. You know, Showtime, that was his nickname. He might want to be on Broadway, you know, you know regardless. I don't know. So I don't know what he's thinking. No, I, I desperately want him back. I, like I said, I wanted him here. <laughs> I loved him when he was here. I desperately want him back. If we can afford it, obviously, we're cash-strapped. So uh, I don't know what he's thinking as far as money and where to go. We will never, you know, but uh, – I I want them. <laughs> I do. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, let's get through the Eastern Conference. Uh, let's start with the Metro and the Atlanta at the same time. And, RP, you know, I'm going to be honest and objective, and you might throw me under the bus with Rangers Twitter, what I'm about to say. I think the division is going to be won by the Devils. I think they're going to overtake the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Jersey had 112 points last year. I think they could get to 116 and maybe as high as 118. Adding Toffoli from the Flames is a, a definitely an upgrade, off, another offensive weapon that they have. Adding Lucrezia and Timo Meyer for a full season. I think Carolina probably has more points than the Rangers. I think the Rangers get 108. They had 107 last year. I think they'd get to 108, maybe an extra point or something. But the rest of the, the division, RP, you know, I think Pittsburgh gets cracks 100. I think adding um, uh, uh, Eric Carlson to the to the mix that adds with um, uh, uh, Chris Letang, you know, another second, you know, you know, offensive-minded uh, defensive pairing, even though they lost uh, at home uh, opening night. But I think everything else pretty much is the same. I think the Islanders, 
are going to be in like a, the low 90s, and I think it's going to be Washington, Philadelphia, and Columbus to round out the bottom of the Metro. And then quickly on the Atlantic, and I'll just get it all in one swoop, I think the Leafs win the uh, Atlantic. Boston definitely takes a step back. Uh, the Lightning, Panthers, Senators, in that order, I think is going to be what they're going to finish in point totals. Red Wing, you know what? It's going to be a battle between the Red Wings and Sabres. I can't really make a, a, a distinction, and I think the Habs – Again, this year will finish in last. Uh, I think they're off to a good start tonight, but this is only one of 80. To your thoughts, RP, where did the Rangers finish in the Metro this year, based off what you know on this roster and then anything in the Atlantic and then also the, uh, the rest of our division, the Metro, and we get everybody's thoughts? I agree. I think that they're going to come in third. I think the Devils in Carolina will battle it out. Um, the Islanders are going to be on the bottom. I, the Capitals, to me, didn't do any improvements this year, I think, at all. Just like the Islanders, I think they're trying to ride another year out of Ovechkin, which is, is going to be a problem for them. Um, on the, <clears throat> excuse me, in the, on the Atlantic side, you know, Tampa Bay is going to really struggle on having a Vazileski for the next two and a half to three months with that surgery. They did win yesterday, but they're going to have to – find a way to keep afloat until he comes back, and then if he comes back sharp. It's a long time out. It's a tough injury to come back for for a goaltender. So I don't know if they're going to be riding as high as everyone thinks. I'm thinking if he doesn't come back as strong, they're going to be in the third place, fourth place kind of a team. You know, your offense can only carry you so far. They've really been on the shoulders of Lederleski for for many seasons. So uh, the Bruins will probably take a step back because they're – they just lost a lot of players, and I think last year was their year, and they blew it in the first round. Uh, I agree with you, Buffalo. Detroit might surprise everybody. They're, they're looking sharp. Yeah, they're playing with a lot of heart. They have a lot of grit in that team. Uh, Montreal's not going to do anything. Hey, guys, Ottawa could be a big surprise in that comp, in that division. They made a lot of off-season moves. They look strong. I mean, we'll have to see once the games get going. Um Toronto can win a division or not. They're not a playoff team, so until they can get out of the first round, it doesn't matter what they do in, in, in the regular season, in my opinion. So, uh, But I agree with what you were saying, you know, with, with the Metro. The Rangers are probably going to fall into that third place. Maybe they can squeeze out second if things go the right way. And, uh, yeah, that's, I, I got just about the same thing, brother. And cool, cool. Rangers, Glenn, what are your uh, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, what are your thoughts as far as both the divisions? How how is it going to play out this season? Well, I tell you what, guys, I'm going to be uh, the optimist in the group here. Uh, I think the oh. Rangers are going to find a way to win this division this year. Um, what? I, I, I like oh, the roster. We got nice. Igor. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think the Rangers have proven over the last few years that they're uh, right on par with Carolina. So obviously, that could go you know either way with a point. Um, I'm 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 still gonna go with uh, where you get teams that uh, all of a sudden come out of nowhere, and you can make a case that the devil didn't really come out of nowhere if you were really watching. Um, but I'm gonna say they take a little bit of a step back this year. Uh, let me see Akira Smith uh, be as good as he was in the playoffs. Let me see Vanacek, you know, be that good as well. Um, so I think it's gonna be uh, Rangers first, Carolina second, Devils third. Um, and uh, Pittsburgh fourth in the uh, Metro. Uh, and then I think any anybody else in the Metro really doesn't have a shot of, of even sniffing the playoffs. Um, 
Now, the other division is going to be real interesting. I think Toronto is going to win that division. Um, but mm-hmm. you got a bunch of teams that uh, I think are very much on par. Tampa, obviously, uh, without Vasilevsky, I think they'll still find a way to, uh, uh, you know, overcome that loss for a couple of months and uh, stay afloat until he gets back. Uh, and, you know, they've still got that pedigree with Kucherov and Stamkos and Braden Point. And uh, so I think Tampa is probably going to uh, figure out a way to, uh, to, to still come in second in that division. Um, Boston, I think, is really going to take a step down, you know, because remember, I mean, they had great goaltending last year uh, with Olmark and Swayman, but losing Bergeron, it's not just the offense. It, you know, you're talking about a multiple, multiple-time Selkie winner, uh, and, and I think that's going to affect their defense as well. And also you've got Krejci, who was uh, retired, uh, you know, on the second line. Postnock's a great player, but how does that affect him? Uh, I think Marshawn is, you know, not maybe, you know, one of the top guys in the league like he was before. So um, I could actually see with, with teams like Florida and Ottawa and Buffalo, uh, I can see Boston being a bubble team and possibly even missing the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say Toronto, Tampa, and Ottawa uh, in the other division, and then Florida, and then uh, Florida, Buffalo, and Ottawa really – you know, pick two out of three that, that might make the playoffs because I think a lot of those teams are very close. So, uh, again, Toronto first, Tampa second. Um, let's put Florida third and Ottawa fourth. All right, cool. What are your thoughts, Scott? And then we'll get Jessica's thoughts on, on the East. Um, yeah, I think, well, well Glenn, uh, Rangers winning the division. Lafreniere is not terrible. What the hell's wrong with you, man? <laughs> I'm getting up there in years, Scott. I, I gotta see them give me something, you know. So I gotta be optimistic. Yeah, no, no, I, I like where your head is at. I, I, I do. Um, yeah, you, you, you are the anti-social media Ranger fan. Uh, so I love what I like yeah. to hear. Yeah, um, yeah, I could see. Oh, you know, our division. I think everybody's pretty much on the same page. Um, I think you know, Carolina Devils, Rangers, and not necessarily in that order. I think you know that's that's. That's an exact a box or a trifecta box right there, I think. Um, and and Glenn, to, to quote the great Glenn from a couple uh, months ago, I think it's time for the Islanders to not be in it anymore. I love that line. Oh. Uh, and I think they uh, are I going to drop that? out. <laughs> What's that? I said, did I not mention the Islanders in the playoff mix? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just still, I'm just still fixated on on the way you said. It. I mean, the delivery was just perfect. That, that, that was a fantastic quote. Um, yeah, I think the uh, we're, we've seen the last of the Islanders. I think. I mean, maybe Sorokin <laughs> might be able to to get them to a to a wild card, but I don't think so because. Ottawa and Detroit have uh, gained a lot of ground on them, and I just don't think they have enough team. And this, you know, hopefully that's that's the way. Uh, the Penguins, I don't think did anything really. Uh, you know, Carlson and sure eighty ninety points, but you know he's going to give those goals right back on his next shift anyway. So uh, yeah, I don't think they did enough to give you know the, the old the old men uh, Crosby Latang. Oh, speaking of which, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Crosby Latang and uh, Malkin have just broken uh, Jeter. Uh, I, Steve, you might want to help me out on this. Jeter, Mariano, and uh, and, uh, and 
Bernie Williams, who, oh, Posada, thank you, thank you, uh, 18 straight years uh, as a trio, uh, that was oh, the wow. longest record in sports history uh, for a trio, uh, to, you know, and, and, and that was, yeah, and that was just broken up, you know, on opening night, uh, that the 18th season that those three, uh, yeah, Damn. so that's, uh, that's an interesting, uh, interesting record there, so. Yeah, right? <laughs> we are old. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think, um, you know, Crosby, they're, they're, well, two of those three anyway, Crosby and Malkin definitely have something left in the tank. I know that my Pittsburgh friends are, are, are calling for uh, Latang. Uh, you know, thank you for your service, but please leave <laughs> because of, of what he's been doing lately. But the other two still got it, but they did desperately need help, and I don't think they got the help. So I don't think they're going playoffs. The Cavs didn't do anything. Uh, I just hope that uh, Ovechkin's got enough setup men there because we are officially on Wayne Gretzky watch. Uh, he is 73 away. That's 36 and a half for the next two years. I mean, he'll play more than two years if need be, I'm sure. Uh, but, uh, that's, that's, you know, 36 is the magic number for this season, anything above it. And he's pretty much playing with house money to break, uh, 894 next year. But, uh, I, they're certainly not a playoff team. Um, yeah, the uh, the uh, the Atlantic's going to get interesting because obviously this is not the same Bruins team um, as last year. I don't think they're a complete disaster. I think if people are writing them off, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the top three. Um, you know, I don't know what to make of Florida because you know they came out of absolute nowhere last year. So I don't know if 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 they're going to keep that up or if that was just you know a, a Cinderella anomaly run. I don't know, um, and, and I'm not ready to write uh, to write Boston off just yet. You know, Toronto, we know what's going to do. You know, you want to talk about, uh, you know, Toronto, uh, you know, a team that's just, you know, who cares about the regular season? It's all about the playoffs. You know, Toronto is the epitome of that. Uh, Tampa's not going anywhere for a while. Um, Yeah, Detroit and Ottawa definitely got better. Buffalo definitely got better. Uh, So there's three wild card contenders, and that should knock the Islanders out right there. you know, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, all still contenders. Vegas, of course. Uh, Edmonton. We'll get to the, we'll get to the, uh, we'll, 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 we'll get to the West. We'll get oh, to we the West. didn't do the West yet? Oh, I'm sorry. We just did East. My, my, my mistake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, that's, that's what I got. You know, I'm interested in Montreal. Uh, I am. I mean, you know, you yeah, know Patrick, my, you my ties up there. Yeah, no, yeah, I, well, um, we, we, you know, I was that. talking with him today, and he still doesn't uh-huh. think that they are a playoff team, but they're obviously moving in the right direction. They drafted well, um, and they're, they're, they're going to be interesting to watch. And, um, you know, I don't think that they are a wild card team either, but, you know, you never know. You never know where some of these teams, uh, you know, overachieve and come out of, you know, nowhere from. So uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. I, I don't know what to make of them yet, but uh, I can tell you right now they're going to be better than the 68 points they had last year. I don't think they're going to be a draft contender, uh, you know, a draft lottery. All right, let's get to Jess. What are your thoughts on the East, Jess, on, in the Atlantic and well, the Metro? Well, listen, I'll just give you what I think as far as this. Otherwise, I pretty much agreed a lot with what RP said, but I do think it's going to be Carolina, then the the, the Devils, then the Rangers. I I think Carolina is going to go ahead of the Devils. But other than that, I pretty much agree with you guys, and I know you got to wrap it up. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you, Jess. And if that's the order, man, all right, I'll see you guys in the playoffs. But, but why do the regular season at this point? <laughs> it's just going to be the same as last year. But uh, shout out to <laughs> Jess. Damn, Carolina, Jersey Rangers, what? we're just going to 82 games. I'll see you guys in April. No, I'm just fucking with you. Um, let's get to the uh, West and, okay, the Central. Let me see. 
right. You know, it's hard to, you know, I think the Avalanche were a wounded animal coming off the Stanley Cup last year, and they still found a way to climb up at the end of the day. They don't have Gabriel Landeskog for the entire year, so that's going to hurt long run in the West. But I still don't think Dallas, Minnesota, those teams in particular are ready to leapfrog um, Colorado, despite the Landeskog injury for the entire year. I do think Jason Robertson, who was one of the most fun players out West, is going to crack 50 goals. I think I, Dallas has a nice team, and I think they showed a lot of that last year, and they, they gave Vegas a, a little bit of a run. I don't think Minnesota vastly improved. I, I They don't have enough scoring. I know we like to talk about everybody's favorite Ranger player, uh, 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 player um, Matt Zuccarello. He just does – him and Kaprizov and um, uh, Matt Boldy, they don't have enough scoring, man. They just don't. They didn't really add anything. But Dallas, to me, they just still – I don't think they're going to leapfrog the avalanche. And then they gave um, Sheffley a seven-year extension along with Hellebrook, the uh, the goalie. Like, Winnipeg is shot, man. I don't know what they're doing. I think they, they needed to gut that team a long time ago. So the answer in the West, I still think even – McKinnon is going to play most of the year. He didn't do that in the beginning of the year last year. They still have a lot of firepower. I, I think it's the Avalanche, Stars, Wild. Uh, the Blackhawks are going to be at the bottom. The, the Coyotes are going to be at the bottom. So it really doesn't matter. Or oh, St. Louis, so they're going to be in the middle of the path. They're not going to – they might surprise some teams, maybe crack a, like, a chance, but I don't think they have enough. And as far as the, the, the Pacific Division, this is where it really gets interesting because the Vegas Golden Knights – they raised the banner last night. They got the championship last year. It, it, to me, in that division, it comes down to the Kraken, the Kings, and the Oilers. Which one of those three teams are ready to challenge for the division? I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I would say Seattle. Um, you know, I, I think Seattle is probably more the most deeper team of the two. Uh, and I like the Kings roster a lot. I'm not a fan of what Edmonton's putting on the ice, despite Drysaddle and um, Connor McDavid. They just they're just too top heavy. They don't have enough balance. But as far as the Kings, they got a good veterans, man. I, I really like the, the Kings what they bring in on the ice. The Ducks and the Sharks are out of it. I don't think they're doing anything. But when it comes to the Kings, uh, Kopitar, Kempe, uh, Luke Dubois, um, Kevin Fiala, I think that. I think if they get a piece at the trade deadline, or oh, Victor Averson, if they get another piece at the trade deadline, you know, then you can see, okay, they're that's probably going. They're going to finally get past Edmonton when it gets uh, when it gets to it when it gets to the playoffs. But the answer to the question is probably going to be Vegas Golden Knights winning the division or Seattle. I I, I can't. I, I'm not buying the Calgary Kool Aid. I'm off the Calgary train, and 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 I'm not buying the Edmonton hype. It's just individual hype, not team hype. R.P., what are your thoughts on the West, Central and the uh, Pacific? On the Central, I have the same. Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota would be the top three up there. Um, Chicago's not going to do much even with the Dodd. They'll have a lot of attention, but I don't think they're going to pull out a playoff spot. Uh, in in the Pacific, I don't think Seattle's going to be a fourth-place team. I like the I like the Knights. I think I think Calgary and Edmonton are going to be up there, in my opinion. Um, Los Angeles looks good. San Jose, Vancouver, nothing. So uh, I'm looking at I, I would say the, the Knights, the Flames, and the Kings, the top three. 
I don't think with the Oilers, I don't know if Gorgier is going to have another 40-win season in him. Um, he, you know, he played really, really well. Can he repeat that again? And like you said, they're extremely top-heavy. So I, I see them in that third, fourth-place spot, the Oilers. I think it's going to be tougher for them to make the playoffs this year than in the years past because a lot of the other teams have caught up to them. They don't have the big name, but they have enough players in scoring, uh, you know, where Edmonton doesn't. So that, that's how I see those two, that division going. Sorry about that. I was on mute. Go ahead, Glenn. What are your thoughts on the West, those two divisions? <laughs> um, yeah, as far as uh, the one division, I think, I think Colorado is still uh, going to win that division. But like you, Steve, I, I really like that Dallas team. I think they uh, they have a good roster. I like the way they play. Ottinger is uh, one of the top goals in the league. Uh, so I, I could see Dallas challenging Colorado for the uh, – Division, but I think Colorado is going to end up winning that division. Uh, third, you know, again, Minnesota's a nice team. They've always been a nice team. Uh, somehow they, they they seem to be better than the sum of their parts as far as points go. Um, I think uh, Phil Gustafson is a, a, a an underrated goalie, and I've obviously got Flurry there as well. Uh, so I think Minnesota's going to come in third. Um, and probably, you know, Winnipeg fourth, when you look at the rest of that division, uh, you know, Winnipeg is, like you say, they should have uh, tore that down uh, a while ago and started over. But obviously they made the commitments to Hellebuck and uh, Chifley. I think you're going to see a, a rebound from uh, Nikolai Ehlers. Uh, uh, Kyle Connor is a, a, another underrated player in the league. So I think Winnipeg still got enough to uh, come in fourth in that division when you look at the teams that are left, the, the St. Louis's and Nashville's and teams like that. I don't think they have a shot. Do you think, quick question on Nashville, do you think adding uh, Ryan O'Reilly, a guy, I really, I love his play. You know, he, I think he got traded to Toronto last year. Now he's probably going to be a top center with, with the Nashville Predators. And remember, Philip Forsberg missed like 30 games last year. Do you think they make up an offense? Do you think they have a chance to make the playoffs, the Predators? I think they have a chance to challenge Winnipeg for that fourth spot in, in the uh, in the division. Um, I, I, you know, I love Ryan O'Reilly. I, I think he's a tremendous asset for, for any team. Uh, like you said, Forsberg missed a lot of games. He'll be back. Uh, UC Soros, again, to me, is, is one of the underrated goalies in the league. So, uh, sure, I mean, I think they got a shot to challenge uh, Winnipeg. They'll probably be going back and forth like they did last year uh, as far as uh, trying to get that fourth spot in the division. But to be honest with you, I, I'm not sure it's going to matter because there may be three uh, or five coming out of the West. So, uh, you know, they they may come in fourth place, but they may not make a wild card because lo- looking over at the, the western side, I, mean, I think Vegas is going to win that division. Uh, I, I think Edmonton is, is still good enough to, to come in second, although, uh, you know, I, I wonder about their goaltending. Uh, but things I've read seem to be that they're going to try and make more of a commitment to be in a, uh, a 200-foot team and not to be a, a track meet team like they've been over the years. And they've got, you know, obviously – uh, the big two, but, you know, they've got uh, you know, Zach Hyman, they've got uh, uh, Evander Kane, uh, you know, that team's still got uh, Eric Bouchard on defense. That team's still got uh, a lot of offensive firepower to just, uh, you know, overcome the bad goaltending. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, uh, uh, you know, they got decent goaltending from geez, his name, uh, Spencer uh, 
Uh, his name escapes me right now. But they did get good goaltending after Jack Campbell collapsed. So uh, I think they can still hang in there with uh, Seattle really nipping at their heels. I mean, uh, Seattle is, you know, they're a, they're a real solid team. And, uh, you know, they showed that last year. They got a lot of tenacity. Uh, they got a lot of guys that uh, play real hard. And, uh, you know, I think Seattle can still, uh, you know, be right right, right there with Edmonton uh, as far as second and third in that division. Uh, again, I agree with you. I, I really like what L.A. has done. Uh, I, I like the team. Uh, I think they're definitely going to come in, uh, you know, probably in fourth. But uh, I think they'll make the playoffs as well. Um, and I think Calgary is going to have a little bit of a rebound. Um, and they can go either way. If they don't, I can see them being big sellers at the trade deadline. But, uh, you know, I, I think Markstrom, I'm looking at two guys particularly, Markstrom and Huberdeau. Uh I mean, Huberdeau had just a horrible season compared to the player that we saw in Florida. And I, and I would mm-hmm. expect that we're going to see a I would see we're going to see a big bounce back from him, uh, and Markstrom the same way. I mean, Markstrom was tremendous two years ago, and uh, you know had had a down year last year, uh, but you know he's 33, and I think that he's uh, you know young enough that he'll still uh, have a comeback as well. So I can see five teams uh, that would be Vegas, Edmonton, Seattle, L.A., and Calgary coming out of the uh, uh, the Western Division, which would make you know only three teams coming out of the Central. So. You know, that fight we were talking about between Winnipeg and, and Nashville uh, may wind up not mattering. Okay, cool, cool. Let's get Scott's thoughts. What are your thoughts out west, Scott? Yeah, I think uh, as far as the Pacific goes, uh, I think Vegas, Edmonton, you know, of course, Edmonton with that lethal offense, I think them – then they're going to go as far as defense and goaltending, same as uh, Toronto. They remind me a lot about uh, of, of Toronto. Um but I, you know, I, I think that they're getting better. Uh, the Kings and I've been reading a lot about Seattle. A lot of people like Seattle to uh, make a push as an legit Stanley Cup contender. I, I, I don't know. I mean, they did have a hundred points last year. Uh, we, that remains to be seen. But I think the top four is probably going to remain the same. San Jose is going to be a disaster. Uh, Chicago, yeah, Bedard is going to be the Bedard show, but uh, that's not enough uh, to make them a playoff team. Uh, Calgary, uh, as much as I would love to see them back in the mix, uh, I think this window might be just about over. Uh, yeah, you know they were able to salvage Huberto when they, uh, you know, when they lost. Um, Chuck and, and, and Gaudreau, but uh, they were not a playoff team last year, and they actually got worse, I think, in the offseason. I remember my uh, my buddy in Calgary asking me, you know, they they, they love to Foley out there, and he's like, uh, he asked me, he's like, so what do, what am I getting uh, in, in Sharangovich uh, in this trade? Uh, my exact answer was, you lost that trade, like, not even close. You, you're not getting anything. <laughs> so, uh, they're not happy about that, and of course, we're not happy about Foley going to the Devils, because that are that that hurts us. Uh, that's a great pickup for them. Uh, mm-hmm. And as far as the central, I, I also see more, more of the same. Uh, you know, again, Chicago not going anywhere. Uh, Arizona, just that franchise just needs to go somewhere. Not in Arizona is what, 
what uh, what needs to happen there. Um, I you know I expect uh, St. Louis to be to be greatly improved. Eighty one points last year. I, I don't see them as contender status, but I think uh, they might be uh, you know a push for that wild card. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. Uh, but the, but the top three, I think, uh, in no particular order. I think uh, you know another one of those exact boxes: uh, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota. Um, and Winnipeg, I think, got worse because, you know, Wheeler, you know, I know he's aging. He's not the Wheeler that, you know, was the superstar there for all those years, but they lost him. Uh, so, I, you know, they were uh, they were a wild card last year. I don't think they will be this year. In fact, I'm going to call St. Louis to take that spot. That's that's my prediction. Hey. That's what I <laughs> Is any any okay? Is we're gonna are we going to see an actual franchise move of the Arizona Coyotes by the end of the year? Meaning, are they going to pick a new city, like uh, I don't know, Quebec City? Is it going to be a Milwaukee? Is there a sleeper out there, Scott? Are they going to figure out something in Arizona for the Coyotes? Uh, I have no idea what's going on there. I mean, right now they're playing in like a high school gym or something. Uh, you know, and again, I, and I think they never got a fair shake. It's you know, because they put them in the middle of the desert from from day one. I mean, the middle of the desert. You got to put them in Scottsdale or Phoenix, uh, you know, or or, or, or even Tempe. And they put them, you know, because don't forget they they were the first hockey in the desert. You know, Vegas is obviously doing very well, but you know they're right on the strip. Uh, you know, the first hockey in the desert, you, you know, it, it could have worked, but they, they, they screwed that team from day one. And they, you know, you can't expect, you know, hockey in Arizona, you can't expect fans to drive 45 minutes into the desert. You know, you need to put that in a city. And I think Scottsdale would have been perfect. So that's, they, they've what, never given about, them a fair shake. What about a place like Salt Lake, like, like a Salt Lake City, Utah? Why would it not go somewhere like there or a Portland, Oregon or Milwaukee, Wisconsin, like colder places that... I would think they play hockey. Why not? Why not to those cities? Like that, teams, I would well, think they get embraced, right? Or no? Well, I mean, re- relocating them to one of those cities, yeah. Um, I, but I, but I still think it can work in Arizona. I just think you, you need to put that in a city. And, and, you know, I mean, hockey in the desert has already proven successful with Vegas. Now, granted, you know, Vegas has the whole Vegas flair to it with the, with the showmanship and whatnot. But I, I, I mean, maybe it's too late. Uh, you know, maybe they don't want to risk, you know, spending all that money and building an arena in that city if it's going to fail. That's probably why they're hesitant to do so. Um, you know, it's a shame because that franchise will move eventually uh, at reload to another city eventually uh, and it'll be one of those you know what could have been what should have been kind of deals because they never gave them a fair shake uh, you, you know by not putting that arena in a city you know you got you got ASU in uh, where's ASU Scottsdale I think um, you know so so Tempe, okay, so all right, so that's why I mentioned Tempe. So Scottsdale or Tempe would have been fine, um, but you know they put that they, they they put them an hour's drive into the middle of the desert, and it's you know you, you can't expect to sell a, the, the sport of ice hockey in the desert if you're going to do that to the people. You know we'll we'll drive 45 minutes an hour, that's no problem, but you know you're not going to do that to to people who've never seen hockey before. So uh, it, it's a shame, but I think at this point. The <laughs> it's a shame, but I think at this point the franchise does need to move. Uh, 
I'll tell you what, 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 what infuriates me is you're hearing the word Atlanta thrown around again. I mean, like, no, come on. I mean, no, that, 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 that's done. No, no, no. That's, that's not, not okay. Good, good. I mean, oh, for two. Like, what, else, they what like, else is there? They had the flames, they had the thrashers. Like, nah, man, that's, that's, it, nah, it doesn't make, that makes no sense. Well, I think no. the argument was they was going to try to do what the Atlanta Braves, if you know the logistics of that city, where they moved the Braves from downtown to like kind of like the northern so It's like kind of same if in New York City standards. If you move the Garden up to like Upper Westchester, where you could draw more of the fans who lived there. That's kind of what they were trying to do in Atlanta, I guess. Like move the move the baseball. You know how they did the Braves? They moved the stadium to the Burbs, kind of like moving um, Shea right. Stadium or City Field to like I don't know. Somewhere deeper in the Long Island for to get to more fans. That's kind of what they were doing, or even the Brooklyn. However you want to look at it, that's that's the. I, I just don't think that's a good idea at all. But no, um, terrible idea. Atlanta. Yeah, you know, we talk about Atlanta. It's a terrible, terrible sports city. There is Georgia Bulldogs, G Tech, and NASCAR. That's it. That is it. You know, <laughs> the Braves don't even sell out until they get deep in the playoffs. So, I, and that's the Braves. You know, that's that, their team. But it's just a terrible sports city. It's like L.A. It's like Miami. These are just terrible bandwagon, front-running sports cities. You're already over to. Do not even think about it. It's got to be airing it out. Uh, let me say my quick <laughs> final thoughts. Let me go right down there and RP can close this out. My final thoughts, let's have a fun 2023-24 season. Here's my Stanley Cup winner prediction. If it ain't going to be the Rangers, I'm going to pick the Carolina Hurricanes to hoist the Stanley Cup for the 23-24 season, the Carolina Hurricanes, if it's not the Rangers. So that's my Stanley Cup pick. Those are my final thoughts. Let's go right down the line. We'll have everybody close out. Go to Glenn, go to Scott, and then RP can close this out. Glenn, your final thoughts? Yeah, you know, I – as I was looking to see what uh, what I thought about teams uh, across the league and how I thought they would uh, do as far as Stanley Cup contenders and everything, um, you know, I've always been a, a component of, uh, you know, goaltending makes a difference, goaltending wins. Um, and then I looked at, you know, some of the better goaltenders in the league that we're talking about. Sorokin didn't make the playoffs. Igor, out in the first round. Uh, Boston with Omark and Swayman, who had great, out in the first round, despite the year that they had. Um, and and then I think that the last two uh, Stanley Cup winners were Darcy Kemper and Aiden Hill. And it's made me start to wonder how important great goaltending is to, uh, uh, you know, to win the Cup. Um, you know, you had just picked uh, Carolina to win the Cup. And, you know, I mean, Freddie Anderson, I think, is a, a very good goalie. Auntie Ranta, very good goalie. Um, but the two of those guys are hurt most of the time, too. I mean, Carolina might win the Cup with, uh, with uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Kopexa or whatever. Uh, maybe RP can help me with that. Uh, being an Aiden Hill type and, and, and winning the Cup. So uh, my final thought is, um, you know, after all these years of thinking that great goal, you need great goal tending to win the Cup, um, you know, I'm not sure that that's the case. So it kind of opens the, the door for uh, a lot more teams to uh, to win the cup that, you know, we may uh, question their goaltending. So maybe that's a, maybe that's a subject for another night. Wait, wait, what? Wait, wait a minute. Who, who wins the cup? Is it us? Is it somebody not us? Oh, oh no, I, no, no. I, I, I think Colorado's going to win the cup. Oh, I think Colorado's well, going to win the cup. Make a I Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Shout out to Glenn. All right. Let's yeah, I think Colorado's going to make the comeback. 
Even um, even without well, Landeskog, yeah. even but even uh, without Landeskog out for the year. Yeah, I think they can still do it. Yep, I mean uh, wow. Georgiev, I think has proven. Georgiev has proven to me that he's uh, uh, you know a top tier goaltender. Uh, they still got Nathan, Nathan McKinnon and Rantanen. Uh, they got Kale McCarr. They got a lot of offensive talent. I think they're a, a good defensive team as well. Um, you know, my my second actually my, my second choice would be Dallas, believe it or not. Uh, and it's too mm. bad the car's not on with us tonight. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's <laughs> going to be Colorado. But I would not be surprised if Dallas wins it. I do want to see that rematch, uh, Glenn. Colorado Seattle in the playoffs like last year. I want to see that. That was a that was yeah. great, man. Yep. So I would, that if was Colorado awesome. could do that and get past them, that'd be great. Shout out to you, Glenn. Thank you very much, Scott. Your final thoughts, and then of course RP will close this out. And then uh, Scott, who, who was the cup, Scott? Uh, I got to go with Carolina. Um, you know, they've been oh. knocking on the door for, for what, four or five years now. Uh, you know, Rod Brindamore is, you know, they're salivating for it there now. You know, they had some, some you know, a dark decade, just like the Devils did, just like we did in 97-04. Uh, you know, they, they've they been knocking on the door for quite some time now, and, and I think it's they're, – they're, they're also in the Stanley Cup or bust mode. I think they're a little better off salary cap and contract-wise than we are, but, uh, you know, they desperately want it. Uh, uh, they're, they're tired of underachieving because they've been one of, if not the Stanley Cup favorite for uh, about three straight years now. And I think this is the year they, they finally get it done. You know, they got crushed by a, a big injury last year. What was it? Was it Ajo or Taravine? I think it was Ajo. Uh, you know, just absolute crush. You know, Sveshnikov, I'm sorry, that's right. Yeah, I mean that that just you know that that that's that's a killer right there because uh, they could have done it last year. You know they were good enough without him to get by the Devils, uh, but but then that was it. So uh, I, I think this is it. And and, and, and real quick, Glenn, Glenn, do uh, I totally agree with you on that point? I've said that in the past that uh, it's a different league now with the goaltending. You know, up until the '06 lockout, you know you needed a top five goalie in the league: Wah, Brodor, Richter. Uh, uh, well, those are the three. You know, you, you know, the hot shake. You know what I'm saying. Um, but then, since since then, you know, you you it's it's a different it's a different league. You know, you 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 need great goaltending, but you don't need a great goaltender. You know, you just need an uh, an above average goaltender to have the best 16 games of his life, the best two months of his life, and the team, of course, give him all the yep. support on both sides of the uh, end, uh, ends of the ice that he needs. Because look at some of the names, like you said, Darcy Camper, Cam Ward, Corey. Crawford two cups, uh, you know some of the names. These are not top five, top ten goalies in the league that have hoisted the Stanley Cup uh, in today's NHL. So I agree with you there. You you just need a, an, an above average, capable goalie to have the best two months of his life, uh, but you don't need you know a top three, top five goalie in the league to win the Stanley Cup anymore. All right, shout out to you, Scott. I see that. Um... Montreal's about to probably pull it off in Toronto tonight, man. A little bit of a surprise to me, man. You can never trust the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I know it's only game number one, but Jesus Christ, man. All right. Shout out to you, Scott. Thank you very much. We got two Carolinas and, and, and Glenn said Colorado. Let's see what the Honorable Ranger Proud closes us out in his Stanley Cup prediction. Final thoughts from RP and we out. Uh, I got the Golden Knights winning the Cup again back-to-back. Back to back. They tasted it in Vegas, and they're not going to let it go. Um, I got the Rangers going to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I got that to look forward to. Uh, we got a heartbreaker. <laughs> uh, another, another, heart, another heartbreaker. But, yeah, look, they need a deep playoff run 
So I, I anticipate them having a slow start and then figuring it out and going hard second half. So we'll see if I'm right. And uh, that's about it. Follow Ranger Proud. My writing's on Empire Sports Media. There's a lot of writing coming up. We've got a lot of, a lot of guys writing for us now. So keep spreading the wealth and uh, look forward to talking yeah, to you guys you next got, uh... Tuesday, hopefully, about some, some good wins. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, uh, for next Tuesday, we'll, <laughs> there's no game, so we'll be here at 8 o'clock. So let me ask you, um, any thoughts or what you're pretty much going to be writing, of what you did this week? I, I saw your, your your season preview article, right? Now, what about other any ideas or articles coming down the pipe we should be looking forward to on Ranger Proud and Pie Sports Media? I'm just going to be trying leaning towards features on players as the season develops. Our other writers will do posts and pre-games. So as things develop, I try to get ideas. Hopefully I'll be writing some good stuff about Timbanajad and Kreider. I haven't written about a lot of the main guys in the off season because got a little on the repetitious side. But now that the season's going, as uh, as games and issues and problems and chaos starts, that seems to get me writing more and more. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. But slowly but surely we're getting some more writing out. It's been uh, an interesting training camp. There's a lot to talk about and all, and I'm sure – the start of the season is either going to be some really good stuff to write about or some crappy stuff to write about. I'll see what Rangers Twitter talks about, and then I'll go from there. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Shout out to RP. And, guys, man, it was a fun episode. Uh, our squad, Cooley making the team, and, of course, uh, Ottman going back to Hartford, Lafayette, and Scott, you know, keeping tabs on Lafayette <laughs> all season long, week to week. Man, Lafayette is not – it's going to be enemy of the state, Scott. Remember that movie, <laughs> enemy of the state of Lafayette? All eyes on Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> is that, oh, is that the Will Smith movie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think 97 or Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like about that. Damn. Man, that movie was accurate, right? <laughs> and then, of course, the VC, you know, what, what RP had brought up. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. And, and, and hey, listen, I think we could, we could, the word is could, go 4-0. I, the, the only tough game, in my opinion, system or no system, new coach or no new coach is the first game. Buffalo's got a lot of offense, man. If we could get by that. I would love to go three and one at worst, four and zero oh before we hit that West Coast trip. All right, guys, Sangrenesu, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. The podcast with Ranger Proud with Scott, Glenn, Jessica, myself, and RP. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Um, oh, can I ask two Matt guys real quick so before we get off? Scott and Glenn, how do you feel about the Phillies beating up on the Braves, man? I mean, I know it has nothing to do with hockey, but I just want to throw that out there. So two Mets guys. Oh, that's an easy one. Uh, as a, well, as a Mets fan, I don't like either team, but it's not a difficult decision. The city of Philadelphia and Philadelphia sports fans cannot win any titles anymore. Cannot happen. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's women's <laughs> lacrosse. It doesn't matter. Philadelphia sports fans are not allowed to celebrate a goddamn thing, so let's go, Briz. Okay. Glenn, you thought. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know... I guess I guess I would say I'm I'm not surprised, but I still think that uh, uh, you know it, it, it's hard because I can't stand either team, uh, and I kind of feel like the Braves have uh, inflicted more pain on my Mets than uh, Philly does. So while I can't say that I'm uh, rooting for Philly, uh, I would love to see uh, Atlanta after the year that they've had 
uh, go home in uh, in disappointment. So I guess I'm kind of rooting for Philly, and then just hoping that uh, they'll get knocked out uh, by geez, who Arizona? Oh my God, Philly might go to the, Philly might go to the World Series, Scott. Uh-oh. But who knows? No. If Arizona's two no, up on, on, on the Dodgers, they they might go. Who knows? No. Can't oh, Scott, Scott, last question. We I, I said I would address it. It's a fair question. We've been getting, getting on Lafreniere pretty much all summer, right? And, of course, he's, he's like bird's eye, number one, microscope ranger probably, right? But on the other show we'll be doing tomorrow on Thursday in the postgame after the build, Daniel Jones is culprit number one. So who has more eyes on, you know, with the New York teams? Is it Lafayette with the Rangers or is it number eight, the quarterback for your New York Giants, man? Like, how do you feel? I mean, I say you got to pick one. Don't, don't, don't straddle the fence, man. Pick it. Who, who has more pressure? Lafreniere, I'm I'm still I, I know that they wanted to give Daniel Jones some 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 uh, fault for some of those sacks last week, saying he's got to move, he's got to throw the ball away. But that offensive line is just it's getting worse. You know, for four years it's been terrible. We thought it was getting better. This might be the worst one we ever had. Like I'm sorry, I, I'm not ready to throw this guy under the bus yet until he's got an offensive line and we see what he could do with more than half a second to throw the ball. Uh, you know, then I will judge. So right now it's still it's Lafreniere. Okay, let's get that same question to Glenn. And matter of fact, Justin's still with us. Oh, I got her picks. We 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 have to really officially make her picks. But Glenn, can you really uh, uh, your thoughts? I, I think that's a fair apples and I love apples and oranges uh, questions when it comes to our teams. Who has more pressure, Lafreniere or Blue Number Eight? Like we like to call him on Thursdays and Sundays after the game. That's Daniel Jones. <laughs> you you won't even mention his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they, they're at a point, man. They, they, they're off. <laughs> <I mean, they're, laughs> uh, well, obviously the quarterback of a football team is much more important than, uh, you know, a, a winger on a team that's stacked. Uh, but uh, I don't think Daniel Jones is going anywhere. And like Scott, uh, again, it's like, I mean, this offensive line is a sieve. And how can you blame him when you got uh, uh, Barkley out? You got uh, Andrew uh, Andrew Thomas out? Um, you know, I mean, how is he supposed to throw down the field when guys are just bearing through the line untouched? Uh, I actually have a lot of sympathy for him, and you know, frankly, he's not going anywhere. But um, I think Lafreniere, I agree with Scott. He's got more pressure on him personally because if he doesn't uh, show something this year, he could be gone before the season's over. It's very possible. So uh, I, I would say Lafreniere has more pressure than Daniel Jones does at, at this point. Oh, man, see, I'm going to ask the guys tomorrow, and we'll I think we'll have Carl on tomorrow for the football. And thank you guys, gentlemen, for your thoughts. I I think it's a very tough question because, of, like you said, because quarterback is a very important position, but depends on how you're looking at it. Like I do, I, I'm not a savior of Daniel Jones or a big fan, so I don't have high expectations like I would of a lot, say, Lafayette. So I'm kind of leaning on the left, uh, the number one overall pick. And Lafayette has more pressure, in my opinion. And and, and I think yeah. the Rangers are more of a ready team to win, uh, to contend for a cup than the, the Giants are for a Super Bowl. So I'm going number like 13 that. for the blue shirt. Um, okay, Jessica says she's going with RP. Her and RP are tied to the hip. She says if it's not the Rangers, it's the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I, I, that would have been – I thought about that, but it's kind of hard to do the back-to-back thing, man. Um. I don't know, man. She's she's going. Jessica's going Vegas Golden Knights. 
to win the cup if it's not the blue shirts. The fact that none of us are homers and pick the Rangers, man, that's I don't know how to think about that. Maybe we are objective. <laughs> I think we are objective. Being fair. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta call it how we see it. Hey, I mean, I hope we're wrong. Right about, I'm not gonna feel yeah. bad about picking Colorado if the Rangers win the cup. I'll put it that way. Right, right, right. I hope, let's put it like this, and we'll, we'll close out. Uh, Scott, I will gladly join the apology tour if the Rangers pick up their their first cup since '94. I will join you on the apology tour that they're going to, you know, Alexi Lafreniere has a breakout season. I'm joining you on the apology tour if the Rangers get a cup. I don't think they will, but I'll join you if they do. Sh- uh, shout out to you guys. We'll be back on next Tuesday and see. We'll we should be three and all. Two and one, maybe, but three and all, we should. Congress, ladies and gentlemen, Lee Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?